0: It's an awkward stage. They will always be your kids, yet they're adults. So how do you navigate this new season where you wanna be helpful, you wanna protect them from pain, you wanna still give them advice and counsel, yet they are trying to create their own autonomous lives? How do you develop a good relationship with your adult children? I mean, there aren't many books on it. I know myself and Brett, we've struggled to figure out like, what's the best way to do this? Because we just wanna be in their lives. We don't wanna mess this up. So today, that's what we're gonna talk about. I'm just gonna have a very open and honest conversation with you and share my thoughts and feelings and some tips from a recent book that I found on the subject. All right, let's get to it. Allow me to take just a moment to thank today's show sponsor, which is Organifi. You guys know how I feel about Organifi. It is my go-to. In fact, this is so refreshing. I have a glass of ice, fresh water mixed with pure and immunity, It's got just enough citrus. That's two of their products mixed together. I don't know if everybody likes the taste of that. I do. I love it. It's like an orange flavor. The immunity kind of tastes like orange. And then the pure has a lemony taste and I mix two of them together. And that way I get everything I need for my immunity, my antiviral, my antifungal. It's just a great way to support your immune system every single day. And then I mix that with my Organifi Pure, which is, it's basically all the superfoods that your brain needs to help reach maximum mental performance. In other words, it's what I drink to help me think better, to help my memory, to increase neurogenesis. And get this, this is the other reason why I drink it. Their product is clinically proven to boost BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor by up to 142%. Anyways, they've got tons of great products. Whatever your nutritional needs might be lacking or your palate might be craving, Organifi is definitely the company to check out. All right, guys, the cool news, get 20% off all of their products when you use code Shalene. Again, it's Organifi, and I'm gonna spell it O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com forward slash Shalene. That's organifycom forward slash Shalene, and you get 20% off. You bring that little baby home from the hospital, and your job is to protect that child, to care for them, to think about how they're going to be as little humans, little adults someday. Your job is to make them confident and responsible, to show them how to do things, to protect them from harm, to advise them, to impart wisdom to them. And then suddenly they're adults, right? And so, for practical purposes today, I think we should kind of make the distinction that we're talking about adults who financially are pretty independent. I think it's different. The rules are different when your adult child is 100% financially dependent upon you. And thankfully, we're not in that situation. But I do think it's important to note that some experts suggest that it takes five years longer to be at the place where you were when you were their age. So as an adult, with adult children, you can't help but think, like, okay, so what were we doing at this age? And even make the mistake of comparing yourself to your child's progress and saying to them, like, by the time I was twenty five, I was already having a baby and we were already engaged. Like that, that's like, let's just cut to the chase and say, like, that's one of the absolute worst things you could ever do. It's one thing to think it, it's one thing to think all of the things we're gonna talk about in this episode, but it's not at all helpful to speak those things, to say those things. When you say those things, what you're saying to your child is, you've messed up. You're not as good as me. You're a disappointment. I know you're not saying that, but like that's what they hear. Even though in your mind, you might be thinking to yourself, did I mess up as their parent because my kid isn't married, because my kid doesn't own a home yet and I did by the time I was their age. Well, statistically speaking, it's a lot different. I mean, everything's different. Society... What we've been through with COVID, the way jobs work, the way going to university works, the amount of debt that people have to incur to go to college. Like, you can't compare where you were at their age to where they are at your age. So, that's first and foremost. Like, don't do it. And even if you do accidentally do it in your head, don't speak it because you will only drive a wedge between you and your kid. I'm going to call them your kid probably for the rest of this episode because that's how I think of my kids. They're my kids. They're always going to be my kids, even though they're adults. I just wanna be in their lives and I just wanna make their lives easier. So I'm gonna share with you my wisdom, what we're doing, and we're new to this too. Our kids are, let's see, 22 and 26. It's weird to think that we have kids that old. Like it's so bizarre to me. I just want them to be happy. I don't want them to experience pain. I don't want them to struggle and I think that's the hardest part about being a parent to adult kids because you still, you know, for the first 18 years of their lives, you did give them your opinion. You did tell them what to do and what not to do in most cases. Hopefully, you did your job well enough that you imparted your some of your values or things that were important to you to them. You taught them how to be independent. You taught them how to respect others. You taught them how to respect the relationships that they're in. And you have to trust that you did those things right? And then you can't be mad when it comes to, you know, comes back to haunt you. I was thinking about this example. Both of our kids are married now. They had amazing weddings last summer. And I remember saying to Brett, like, you know, there might even just be this year that we don't see our kids for Christmas. And he said, are you serious? And I'm like, well, I mean, it's possible because we don't know if this is the year that they're going to go and be with their in-laws, right? Right. And even though we often would like alternate years, that's not to say that they have to. Like that's the first thing I think you have to remember is that your rules, like the way you did things is how you did things. That doesn't mean that your kids have to do things that way. They are autonomous adults. Like the absolute most altruistic thing you will ever do is be a parent. But you decided to do that. Like this whole conversation and the way that I try to, like manage my emotions around this and be a better adult a parent to an adult kids is to remember like they didn't ask to be my kid like we decided to have kids it's just by coincidence that we're their parents so they don't owe us anything and that's how i look at it and you might disagree i think some people do some people have different values and they believe You know, I raised my kids, I put them through college, I made all these sacrifices. So they are therefore indebted to me. They have to take care of me when my husband passes, or they therefore have an obligation to respect me, to help me out on Sundays, to have family dinner with us on Friday nights, whatever. Like that's your opinion, but I think that's one of the quickest ways to drive a wedge between you and your adult kids. Remember that this is like, especially if your kids are like, you know, they're under 30 this is a weird transitional stage for them. Like they're trying to get on their own two feet. They're trying to create autonomy. They're also figuring out like the things you did and didn't do. And think about your own childhood. Like before you're 20 years old, everything seemed normal. Like this is how everyone's household is, right? But then once you're in your mid twenties, you start talking to other people and you're like, that was pretty effed up. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Or I kind of wish my parents hadn't done that. Now I'm recognizing that my dad had a drinking problem. Like you, you have these revelations and it's okay. It doesn't mean you're a bad parent. It doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. You did the best you could do with the tools that you had. We all do. But despite that, even your very best efforts, you probably made mistakes. I know that we did. And I can't be upset with my kids for figuring those things out and figuring out what things they want to do differently than us one of the things I notice a lot of my friends who are my age, who have adult kids, right? And thinking about like one friend in particular who confided in me, she's like, you know, things I used to be so close with my son. Like he came to me for everything. I mean, we were like best friends. And ever since he got married, his wife is really driving a wedge between us. Like now he seems like really annoyed with me. You know, things that used to make him laugh. Now I can tell he just seems like he's annoyed with me. He always seems like he's kind of mad. He seems kind of distant. When I try to offer advice to him, he kind of, you know, dismisses it. And she was almost pointing the finger at the the wife. Or maybe it is the partner. But either way, it just is what it is. So that is a telltale sign that your adult kid is trying to create some distance. And you want the relationship to be the same. And it's not. So that's the overriding principle or message, I think, in this episode is like it's not the same. Maybe for his birthday, you had this tradition of going out to, to get breakfast at midnight at Denny's. And now your kid is is out of the house. He's like twenty one years old or whatever, and you're annoyed that he's not going to do that on his birthday. Things are different. Like he's an adult now. Like you've got to let them experience life. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you a very important message about smelling your body odor. Listen, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like my husband showers three times a day. I ain't got time for that. And I don't want to get in water that many times per day. I get cold. I saw this hysterical ad. You've probably seen it for Lumi deodorant. But it's a really funny ad with this girl who talks about how you can put the deodorant um, pretty much everywhere. And I thought to myself, you couldn't pay me enough to film that ad, but listen, if they want to be a show sponsor, I'm all about it because this solves a problem for me. So sure enough, I tried it. I'm in my bathroom right now and I am looking at my Lumi deodorant stick, which I have in Peony Rose. Okay, so here's the thing. Work with me for a second. This was developed by an OBGYN. So she created a deodorant that you could put on any part of your body. You can put it anywhere. It's perfectly safe. It's perfectly natural. And like, let's think about it. Your underarms are not the only place where odor comes from. Let's just leave it at that. Now, if you're like me, I couldn't imagine using the same stick for multiple places. (laughs) So you definitely want to check out their starter kit. I highly recommend it. I'm a big fan of the Peony Rose, but I like to get two different scents so that I know that one color is for the body and one color is for the underarm. That's just me. They've got a really cool way you can kind of customize your starter kit and I highly recommend it. Listen, they have over 150,000 five-star reviews. So I'm pretty confident you're going to love it. Oh, and I know you're going to love 40% off which you get when you get your starter pack by going to Lumi Deodorant. I'm going to spell it L-U-M-E deodorant.com and use code Chalene. Don't forget to use Coachlene because that's what gives you the big discount. I mean, a 40% discount is huge. And you don't want to be the smelly kid. No, you want to smell amazing naked. You want to smell amazing when you wear your clothes. You just basically want to smell amazing, but you don't want to expose your body to unnecessary chemicals, antibiotics, things that just aren't good for us overall. So check out Lumi. Again, it's lumideodorant.com and use lean for 40% off. You've got to let them experience life. And in my opinion, that starts when they leave the house. And maybe you still are providing some financial support, but you're not providing any emotional support if you're all up in their business, if you're still trying to tell them how often they should be going out and who they should be hanging out with and what courses they should be taking in school. like None of that is going to help your kid. And it's they're an adult now. So you can say, well, yeah, but I'm funding it, so therefore I get a say, possibly. That's one way to look at it. The way I like to look at this is, what things do I need to do to have a stronger relationship in this new season? It's a new season for me. It's a new season for your kid, right? Like my kids are in a new season. They're in the new season of like figuring out what it's like to be married and how to budget and how to do things as a married couple how to manage their in-laws and that relationship and the relationship with their spouse and the in law like there's so much they're going through. Like, I don't need to add to it. Like you don't need to add to the stress and this, you know, difficult season for your kids. You know, so many times I find from the messages I get from people listening to the show that you have these expectations for your kid that are just really unrealistic And what you're running the risk of is that kid going, you just create stress for me. Like this pressure that you're putting on me, like that I haven't returned your calls quickly enough or that I'm not spending enough time with you. When you put that kind of pressure on a kid at any age, if you put that kind of pressure on a 50-year-old, if you put that kind of pressure on a 22-year-old, what you're going to get is resistance. You're not gonna get more closeness. Nobody ever in the history of the universe has ever said, you're not spending enough time with me. I need you to be more whatever, no matter how you phrase it. Has anyone ever said to themselves, yeah, you know what? I really do want to spend more time with this person who is making me feel like I'm not enough and is putting all this pressure on me because they're being so needy. All you're going to do is drive a further wedge between you and your kid. Like it's a give and take. It's not creating so much distance that they feel like you've forgotten about them and that you're not there for them. But it's also recognizing that like, they need space. And even though you might have friends who are like, oh, I talk to my kid on the phone every single day. And then that makes you feel like, oh, should I be doing that? Or how come my kid's not calling me every single day? Well, you don't know how your friend's kid actually feels about that relationship. It might feel to them like they're suffocating, that they can't break free of that parent. You don't know if a year from now, they're gonna go no contact. Like that is a phenomenon that is... Running rampant right now. And I think personally, I'm not a professional, but I personally think it's because our generation, Gen X, we were like really, really involved in our kids' lives in a way that was very different from the way boomers were less involved in most Gen Xers' lives, right? Like it was just like, you know, pack yourself a lunchbox, here's a key, put it on a necklace around your neck, and mom and dad will be home after work and then cocktails. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of us kind of grew up very feral. I'm not talking about my childhood in case my parents are right now like, how dare she? But you know what I'm saying? Like things were different. Like your parents didn't call your friend's parents to find out if they were actually going to be home. They didn't worry about if there were predators that lived in the neighborhood. We just did. We just kind of ran around the streets and we came in when the streetlights were on. My parents didn't even know what colleges I was applying to. It was just very different. And then for most of us Gen Xers, we're like super helicopter involved in our kids lives. We knew who their friends were. We were stalking all of them on social media. We were involved in parent teacher conferences. We knew before we let them play on that coach's team, we did a background check on the coach. Like we were super duper involved. You know, some of you to the extent that you were like writing your kids essays and calling up their friends when they got in fights with their friends and like picking battles for them and and going to the school to negotiate a better grade on papers. Like, you know, there are extremes to this. Being hyper-vigilant and hyper-focused on like watching every single move that your kids made so that they didn't mess up, so they didn't experience hardship, so they didn't make a wrong step. And if you were that kind of parent, it's going to be really hard for you to transition out of that because now you probably didn't let them fail much. And those are the kids who are going to struggle as adults the most because they were sent this messaging that they they couldn't fix it if they made a mistake, that they didn't have those tools. So mom and dad will fix it for you. And now as an adult, they're also going to recognize like, I'm an adult. Why is my mom trying to get involved? Why is my dad trying to tell me what to do? Well, because that's their habit. And now your kid is, who's an adult, is trying to create this autonomy. They're trying to figure out who they are. They're trying to figure out like, why don't I have confidence in myself? And they know, sorry, in large part, it's because you did freaking everything for them. And now you don't realize this, but it's going to create some resentment. It's said that over 70% of people today, 70% of people report having a problem with one parent or the other. That's insane. That's insane to the point that it's causing them a lot of stress and discord in their lives. I don't know about you, but it would be a knife in my heart to think that I was causing either one of my kids emotional distress. Creating a deeper connection, whether it's with a new friend or the partner, the partner you've been with like forever. You can deepen that connection, but it does involve a skill, which is why I highly recommend an app that we use called Paired if you've never heard of Pair before, it's basically a relation app for couples. And I know what you're thinking. You're rolling your eyes right now. Oh my gosh, that sounds super cheesy. It's not. I'm telling you, you want this in your back pocket if, well, I mean, if your relationship is important to you, then you want to be able to create a deeper connection. And this is an app that makes it so easy to do this, especially if you creating that emotional bond between you and your partner, like getting to know each other on a deeper level feels weird or awkward, by using this app just like five minutes a day, it's going to help you to build a deeper knowledge of your partner. I don't care how long you've been together. Whether you're on your third date or your third decade, this app is going to help you kind of like lighten the mood. It makes it super fun and really easy to get to know your partner on a deeper level. I put the link in our show description, but go to Paired, P-A-I-R-E-D.com forward slash Shalene, and you're going to get a seven-day free trial. You can check it out. You can decide if you like it for yourself. If you do, definitely sign up for their subscription. This app just makes it so easy, so simple to connect with your partner on a much deeper level, you know, And, and that's what building a happier, more connected relationship with your partner is all about. So again, to sign up, simply go to paired.com forward slash Shaleen and check out their seven-day free trial today. But it would be a knife in my heart to think that I was causing either one of my kids emotional distress. So ask yourself, am I putting too much pressure on my, my adult kid? Am I too involved? Here's my opinion. You shouldn't be involved at all unless you're asked to be involved. You shouldn't share your opinion unless it's been asked for. If you give your opinion because you think you can help prevent them from a misstep, what you're actually doing is telling them that they've made a mistake. And I know because I've done this. I know because with the best of intentions, I've had one or both kids come to me at one point and confide in me something that was going wrong in their business or life, relationships, whatever. And because I was like this is my moment. I can give my kid advice. What happened is, and I'll share specifically the one that I'm, experience I'm thinking about was with Sierra. And she was coming to me because she was really stressed out about her business. And I was like, oh, well, get a pen and a piece of paper because I will walk you through the pros and cons. And we're going to come up with a solution. And then here's what you're going to do. You're going to hire a virtual assistant. And then we're going to create an Excel form. She got upset and basically said, I just need you to tell me I'm doing a good job. I need you to not solve this problem. I just need you to listen. I just need you to be a mom, but not give me advice. And that was a really eye-opening experience for me. I had to learn that when we have those exchanges, that's totally different. Like I you know, I've got 18 years of programming or 22 years of programming where I'm going to solve problems for you. Like that's what I do. Like that's what makes me feel purpose-driven as your mother, like that makes me feel like I'm helping you. But I have to recognize you almost are more of a friend to your kids once they're adults. So unless they've asked specifically for your advice, the best tip I can give you is the advice that Sierra gave me, which was just ask me what I need. And I was like, wow, it's that easy. So even though my natural instinct is to give advice, or to tell her what to do or what not to do, I'm learning now to say like, how can I best support you in this right now? Like what's the most helpful thing I can do for you right now? And a lot of times it's just listen. And that's hard because again, as parents, we want to feel valuable. We wanna feel loved. We wanna feel like we serve a purpose and that. Like that we're needed, that's the word, that we're needed and we're loved and they wanna be around us, but they're in a whole other season you have to remember what it was like to be in the season that they're in. And also remember, it's still gonna be different for them. Like kids today, when I say kids, you know, 20 year olds, like they have so much more anxiety, so much more pressure. Social media alone creates this unbelievable pressure cooker that you and I just didn't have. And you have to acknowledge that for them. So you have to have different expectations. Your expectations also need to be communicated if they are that strong. Like if you have an expectation that your kid is going to, I don't know, spend Christmas with you every other year, you might wanna talk about that and you might wanna reconsider that. You might soften things and say, we would love it if you were with us every other year, but we understand. I think the most important thing you can be The most important thing you can do for your relationship is be understanding. Be there for them like a friend, not like someone who's put these unrealistic expectations on your kid. Okay, so let's talk about some specifics. This is just my advice. What about the situation where your kid is in a financial situation where they need to come to you to borrow money? Well, whether or not you loan the money is completely up to you. For me, it would be the same as loaning it to a friend. Can I afford to never see this again? Is it available to me, right? And then if a friend asks me for money, I'm not gonna ask them what they need it for. It's not really my business. They'll probably tell me, and I think your kid will probably tell you why they need the money too. But if you're able to loan somebody money, do you have any right to tell them how to spend it? I don't know. For me personally, if my kids need to borrow money. I'm going to let them borrow the money. And I am not going to ask how they're going to spend it. If they want to share that with me, that's up to them. I have to have faith and confidence in the way that Brett and I raised our kids. And I do. And because of that, I'm not going to question what they're doing with their money or how they're spending their money. It's their life. There's been times already where both kids have wanted to do something as adults where Brett and I were like, oh gosh. We not a good idea, but should we tell them? And it's really, really, really hard when you are wise enough to know how things are going to turn out and it's probably not going to turn out good. It is so hard not to tell your kid what to do, but you just can't unless they ask. You know, and so I'm thinking about in in two situations. One was when Brock was looking at buying a house in California. This is a couple years ago. And Brett and I were like, it's the wrong time, like in this this economy, but he's an adult and it's his money. And so he can decide to do that. And, you know, there's a situation with Sierra that I'm thinking about too, where it's like, oh God, we wanted to tell her like, don't do this. But we also knew she's an adult and it's her decision. So our rule of thumb is, unless it is going to harm them in some way that's irreparable, then we're not going to say anything. And if it's absolutely killing us, which it was with when Brock was about to spend all that money on a house, we said, would you be open to us sharing some of our thoughts about California real estate at the time? And he was like, yeah, okay. Okay. And we gave him advice and didn't say, you can't do this. Don't do that. We just said, here's what we would do, but it's your choice. And that's what you have to remember. It is their choice. They're adults. All right, what if your kid, adult kid, isn't married or it seems like they're nowhere near getting married and they it's your daughter and she's 40 years old and you're worried that the clock is ticking? Don't say a freaking thing, not a word. They know how old they are. They know what they're looking for and it's not up to you to decide that that's what's going to make them happy. It, you don't get to decide for them what their life needs to look like or that they should settle, or that somehow they've disappointed you because they're not married or having a child on your timeline or or if ever, because it's their life. They get to make the rules. And I have to mention for those of you who have, especially those of you who have daughters, or for those of you parents who have your own hangups about body and image and appearance, like do not, I repeat, and, and this is not just my opinion, this is a, a bold statement. Do not ever under any circumstances comment on your kid's weight or their hair or the way they dress. Like they're adults. It's such a pet peeve. Like you have no business. They are their own person. They know what they weigh. They know what they look like. They're very much aware of their health. And you know the comments, the ones that you think are so well-tempered that they won't even realize you're making a comment about their weight. Yet they know They know that you're making a comment about their weight. And when you say, oh, so that's your new haircut. Do you like it? They they know that you don't. So if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing. What if your adult kid is at the age where they are ready to get married and the person that they're dating, you don't approve of? Well, that's a great way to put a wedge between the two of you. I mean, the one thing you have to remember is if you don't like their significant other, what you're saying is, I don't like your choices. I don't like your ability to discern good people from bad people. What you don't realize is that they feel judgment in that. You're telling them, I don't think you're going to be able to handle it. I don't think that you're going to be able to spot the red flags. So, as hard as that might be, if your kid is dating someone who's bad news, yeah, suck it up, Buttercup. And you got to be there for them. And I think the more we love unconditionally, the more our kids are going to trust that we trust them. And that brings us closer together. Wait until your advice has been specifically requested. Bite your tongue. Bite your tongue unless they're going to be harmed irreparably. And you know, what do I mean by irreparably? That's, I think, open to interpretation. For some, you might believe that if Your kid marries the wrong person and they get divorced and they're going to be harmed irreparably. How could you think that's true? Like what? That doesn't even make sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? You made a lot of mistakes and you're better because of it. You went through some really awful hard times and those hard times are some of the things you look back on now and you realize it's the best thing that could have ever happened to you. Your kids are going to go through some really horrible hard times. They're going to struggle. They're going to make poor choices. And they're gonna be okay. And the most profound thing that you can be is there for them without judgment, there for them without telling them what they're supposed to do. The bottom line is this is an awkward, uncomfortable stage for all of us. You're in a new season, they're in a new season. You're trying to figure out your new role. You're trying to figure out how you can have significance and importance in their life. And they're trying to figure out how they can have independence. And create some distance and to figure life out on their own that they can make it on their own so just recognize that the rules of everything's changed be there to support them to love them do that unconditionally don't put unrealistic expectations on them and ask before you give wise counsel i hope you've enjoyed this episode listen i'm not an expert we're figuring this out too but i, I want to be good at it i want to be a great mother, a great mother-in-law. I want to be their friend. I've got to take my cape off and stop trying to fix problems for them because I just, I just want them to be happy. And I know you want that for your kids too. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor. Make sure you're subscribed, share it with a friend, maybe share it with your kid, maybe share it with your spouse, share it with anyone who you know this might help them because times are different. Things have changed a lot. And we Gen Xers, like we got to kind of get things straight that we're no longer in a role where we get to helicopter our kids. Listen, I really do appreciate the time that you spend here with me. Just thanks for being here. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.